Welcome to Between Two Chairs, Demystifying Commercial Real Estate, the podcast that brings you the latest insights and trends on the South Florida commercial real estate market with your hosts, Fernando Arencibia Jr. and Jennifer Wolman. In each episode, we dive into the world of commercial real estate and break down complex concepts to make them accessible for everyone. Whether you're a real estate professional, a curious investor, or just interested in the South Florida market in general, Between Two Chairs is the podcast for you. So pull up a chair and join us. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Between Two Chairs. Welcome, welcome. That sounded formal, didn't it? It did. Sounded very professional. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we can't have any of that. So today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about conferences and why we go, because we're getting ready to go into a whirlwind of conferences over the next several months, um, starting in August with Florida Realtors Annual Convention up in Orlando. I know a lot of people are say, oh, you guys travel so much. Why do you travel so much? Why do you go to all of these conferences? And there are lots of reasons. We go to network, obviously. I like going to meet new people, not just networking, because a lot of times networking, you see the same people at, at the events, which is great. We do that too, and we get to reconnect with colleagues that we haven't seen in a while. But it's also meeting the new people and learning more about them and their business. It's education, right? It's an opportunity for you to elevate your game. It's an opportunity for you to meet people. If it's a state conference from all around the state that are doing similar things to do, that are doing new and innovative things, having those discussions about how they are seeing their marketplace, how they approach their marketplace, um, nationally the same way. You know, there's such diversity. And we already know there's a, a lot of diversity in all the asset classes and commercial. There's a lot of diversity in all of the markets around the country, uh, they tend to look at things differently. There's a little bit of that secret sauce that you get out of really immersing yourself and connecting with someone in a different market and finding ways for you to collaborate on, on a common goal. Whether we're having that discussion about advocacy or we're having a discussion about an issue that is very important to commercial and that's universal, like skyrocketing price of insurance, for example, or if it's simply about how do we service our clients by making sure that you stay connected with someone in another market where there's a relationship that can be brewing. Those things are incredibly important. And then, of course, is the educational component of it. All of the sessions that you attend, it's all of the immersive experiences that a lot of these conferences have. And sometimes, you know, you get a lot done by having a cocktail with someone after hours, <laughs> you know, and just sitting at the bar, you know? It's got yeah, done yeah. one year, right? It was hilarious. We hadn't eaten all day, so we sat at the bar because it wasn't quite time to go out to dinner. And so we sat at the bar just to get some snacks and have a little bit of something to eat before we went out. And we ended up getting a lot of business done just with the people who came by and said hello and catch up. And we got a ton of great information and statistics, everything else. Yeah, that was funny. Like, oh, we should just skip all the sessions and stay at the bar. But no. That, that wouldn't work either. But. What do you prefer? You prefer conferences that are more local, closer to home base, or do you like these conferences where you're going to the West Coast and you're, or, or even internationally? You know, a lot of people do ask, like, wh- why do you go to so many conferences? Why don't you just go, you know, pick a, 
pick a few. And it seems like we go to a lot of conferences, but each conference is completely different. So when we go to MIPIM, that's international, and that is the largest commercial real estate conference in the world. The information that you get out of that is completely different from the information that I'm gonna get going to ICSE Orlando, right? Which is very, very hyper-specific. It's not only specific to retail, but it's specific pretty much to Florida retail. Same thing with the NAR conference, National Association of Realtors Conference, um, which this this year is going to be in Anaheim because they had to move it because of, <laughs> sorry, your Formula oh, no. One race. I know you were hoping that you were going to be able to get Formula One in while you were in right. Vegas. But yeah. so the national, you get very general information, right? You get information about what's going on in the overall economy, in the overall asset classes. You get a lot of prop tech information, what's new and innovative with prop tech, especially through our reach and second century venture companies. But then when you get into Florida, you get it at a state level, right? You get stuff that's hyper-specific to doing business in Florida what new laws passed that we have to pay attention to, what's on the radar for future advocacy. And then to get even more specific, I mentioned ICSC, and that one for me is real business, right? Just to confirm for everybody, ICSC is the International Council of Shopping Centers, and they have a huge national conference every year in Vegas, and then they have a, a very large uh, state conference in Florida, in Orlando. Right, they have them in most states, and they right. even get hyper-local too, so you can do the ICSC in Tampa, but the one for in Orlando is kind of overall, and thank you for clarifying that. We yeah. kind of get used to to the throwing yeah, out all the, the initials, exactly. <laughs> but so ICSC will actually be there to market properties that we have and to find tenants for those properties. So that's a completely different type of conference than, yeah. than the other ones that we go to, which are to get the big picture, the education, the information that yeah. we then use to fine tune yeah. What, what we're working on and where we're working on it. I have always heard that the ICSE conference is the place where you get deals done, especially when you're representing like a national retailer and you're in the Vegas one. I, I heard it's, it's huge and there's a lot of great opportunity. I like the dynamic of, this is something about conference and attending conferences that I think is important to consider. We all know that success in our business is predicated upon consistency. When I went to one of these conferences first time, I, I got something out of it and it was a new experience, but it pales in comparison as to what I got out of it my third time going, you right, know? Right. And what I got out of it, connecting with people prior to showing up. And I think that that is the feeling of people that go to ICSE is that I go year over year, I've developed strong relationships, I'm better able to take care of my clients because of those relationships. The first time I went to Florida Realtors, I don't think that I would have been able to say I have a, Rol a Rolodex or a database of brokers, commercial brokers throughout the state that I can call upon if I have a client that needs something in Jacksonville or I have someone that needs something in, in Orlando or Brandonton or you know anywhere in the state. But you do now. Pensacola, but now I do now, <laughs> you know? And so I feel that, that it just expands your reach, right? It gives you that ability to be able to really provide a, another layer of service to your client base, which is connectivity. You know, I, I think that as realtors, 
we are always first and foremost connectors. You know, and I think that the more you expand your database and the more you expand your sphere of influence, number one, you're growing along with that sphere because you're learning and you're meeting new people and they're looking at things differently and it's a, it's a totally different experience. But secondly, by expanding that database, then you are also expanding your ability to better serve your client. And so there, there is a layer of this that is very important if you have a long-term view of your profession. Correct, and I think to your point, some of these conferences are huge, right? So I haven't been to ICSC Vegas yet because it's so big and I don't have, as of now, I don't have the need to go out there. Right. But I will. I'm, I'm, my guess yeah. is I'm gonna. We're gonna try to go next year. Right. But for ICSC Orlando, because everything that we currently have and invest in right now in Florida, that was more of what we needed. Yeah. So that's why I started going there. But the other reason you need to go more than once or twice or three times or four times to make those connections is some of these events are huge, right? So there's no way you're gonna, you know, maybe you'll walk away meeting, I don't know, 50, 60 new people at each conference, but when they're yeah. <laughs> in the tens of thousands of people going, then then you have to go more often in order to, to make new acquaintances. The other thing that you mentioned that I think is really interesting is having that network. You also never know when, because real estate is always different, we always yeah. say that no two deals are ever the same. If you have an issue that comes up, it's like having, instead of going out to the internet or Twitter or Google yeah. or something to try to find out how to deal with something, you go first to your inner network and your inner sphere and you can say, hey, has anybody done a I don't know, a, a yeah. food truck lease before. Like, how much do I lease the pad out to a food truck, right? Yeah. Or whatever the experience is. And then you get all sorts of recommendations from people you know, like, and trust. So um, you know the information yeah. is good. So let's talk about our upcoming conferences. So first is Florida Realtors coming up here middle of August. Yep. It's our yearly conference. It's also where we do our second bout of meetings. Can you share a little bit about what that experience is like for you? What do you get out of it? Not only as a, as a commercial realtor, but as a realtor overall. I think right now the interesting thing for me is seeing how ideas that were launched years ago and then, you know, they take a while to implement. So you, you have an idea, you mention it to Florida Realtors, and then they start implementing it. And then you start seeing how those ideas grow and grow and grow and grow. And the point this year, you were um, commercial chair of Florida Realtors, and you finally got the tab on the Florida Realtor website, which we've been trying to get for the commercial realtor, right, of all the commercial resources and things that people have been trying to implement over time, small little steps, then all of a sudden they pick up steam and they start to snowball. So that's one of the things that I love because seeing that I can see where we're going as an organization. Um, and I think the future is really, really bright and it shows how important the commercial realtor is becoming to the associations. People are realizing that commercial real estate is changing. 
And so I love that. Obviously, I love the networking. And more than anything, I love the chatter about the advocacy. What are you seeing? We had a lot of laws that were passed this year to help address insurance. So now you start hearing the stories of, yeah, well, this did work or this didn't work. Florida just passed the foreign that foreign investors yeah. purchasing law requirement. So we're going to start hearing a lot of stories about how that has affected deals and what that does. So again, that gives me a vision of where the state might be going based yeah. on the policies that it has passed. How about you? What what are you looking forward well, to? Look. You know, I think that definitely all of those things are incredibly powerful. And, and I do agree with you that, you know, I got to give a shout out to uh, the chair of the commercial committee last year, Dave Farrell, who I have the, 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 you know, the honor and privilege to step into his shoes this year. And then we have Veronica Malolos next year. So the continuity of people that are leading the way in commercial is incredibly important. Nothing is ever accomplished in your year of service. You and I know that, you know, it comes from years of pushing. And the fact that we have more of a preeminence commercially statewide is so incredibly important for me because I see that, that all of this is an ecosystem and that there's an incredible value that you provide to all agents when commercial is a strong part of the conversation. I will say that there's less of us, right? When we right. go to the conference, it feels more intimate. It feels like we develop deeper relationships. I think it's definitely always fun to go to the CCIM hospitality suite. Yes. Shout out to Florida <laughs> CCIM for always inviting us. And I, I like that connectivity and that sense of we're all in Florida. We're all commercial practitioners. We deal with some of the same things and then our markets are so different. So I'm gonna do to you, you stopped me because yes. I used ICSC. Uh, I'm gonna stop you because oh. CCIM okay. is Certified Investment Commercial Member and it yeah. is a, it's like getting your PhD in commercial real estate right. on, on a general level. Yeah, it's, general right, level. right. So, yeah, and then they're, they're worldwide, and but they have a very strong Florida chapter, yes. which we always support, and a, a very mandated Broward chapters here locally. But I, I like that connectivity, I like the depth in be, into which you develop long, long term relationships. And I like also the fact that they have an entire day. We have an entire day this year that is all dedicated to commercial right. classes. And then we have our red networking event at night. So it's very exciting. And we have a booth this year too, second year, right? We're graduating from a small booth to an island. We have an entire island. It's gonna be really exciting. I can't wait for you to see it. We're still working on it. Shout out to JP Freight from uh, Florida Realtors who uh, is doing a, a tremendous job. And I just love the fact that year over year you meet so many people around the state. You see a lot of the same people coming back to the conference. I think it's very powerful. And there are some really interesting you know, sessions that, uh, that happen along the way, but the connectivity is very important. Right, and we also do the commercial groups also get together, so it's, the CCIM right. and SIOR, I which are, is the I, Society yeah. of Industrial and Office Realtors, right. IRAM, which is the property management arm, Correct. RLI, which is, which the, is the, the Realtor Institute. Land Institute, all get together and they do a haves and wants based right. on, so it's kind of like a market exchange Correct. of information and it's yeah. very, very quick and you're only allowed to go up there and present one one property that you have, and then if, once they work their way through the room. So that's pretty cool too, because even if you're not buying or selling in that area, it's interesting to see 
what is up for sale throughout the right. rest of the state, who's working, what type of deals, et cetera. So I agree. that's really great. So then from Florida Realtors right after that, it's ICSC in Orlando. And I love ICSC. It's, it's only going to be my second year going. And again, just because it's called the International Council of Shopping Centers, but it's really all retail related. Correct. And I once heard, I think it was Rod Castain make a presentation about ICSC and he mm-hmm. uh, he called it, I deal in, tr- I transact in fun. <laughs> and I think that that is such a wonderful way yeah. to present yourself as a retail, yes, I love you know, that. I'm gonna, a retail, I, I'm literally <laughs> right? No. As a retail broker, I transact <laughs> in fun. And it's so true because you know you you deal with restaurants, uh, entertainment venues, right, you know, and right. then and then of course it's it's the shopping and you know it's 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 really a different experience. But I I, lo- I always have loved that presentation. I believe he was presenting to a uh, group of real estate students at at FIU when he said that. I'm gonna have to look that up because I think that's I think that's brilliant because I I do think it's so much fun and maybe that's why I like it right I mean they have some great networking events at ICSE but it's also how the whole convention center is set up up in Orlando so you have rows of different groups that are selling something or brokerages or just like at every convention but then my favorite thing is in the back they they have a couple of separate areas where they have different people rotating through talking about different topics and then off to the side of that they have retail row and they have small booths much smaller than the vendors that are that are renting the bigger space but they have small booths with retailers that are growing and expanding, I should say, and they have national retailers, they have people that are only in Florida, and you get to go and see, well, who's coming? And it was funny because last year there were no pickleball people, but I bet this year there are gonna be a ton of pickleball because I've been hearing a lot. I heard that at ICSC in Vegas, there was a lot of pickleball. So yeah, you have the little restaurants, you have dry cleaners or car washes. There were a lot of car wash um, franchises last year, so. I remember sitting down with Martin Pinilla from the Burlington Group in Little Havana, and he was talking about curating a certain section of of Cayocho. This is many, many years ago. But I remember him referencing certain neighborhoods in California or a neighborhood that he saw in, in, in Austin or a neighborhood that he saw in New York and, and talking about how he wanted to replicate the experience. What was the experience like, uh, not only as a visitor, but when he sat down and he looked at how the locals interacted with all of the amenities around it. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that is also very important and impactful because we come back with a little bit more data about what are the trends nationally that are affecting really all asset classes, but we see it mostly, I think, or more evidently in retail. Because people always tell you, have you been to this place? Right. What a great experience, and they have this, and they have that, or it's a wonderful restaurant, or a wonderful venue, you know? And I think that that is another layer of value that you get out of, you know, out of going to the conferences. Well, and a lot of these conferences have tours or events right before or right after the conference. So they tend to do property tours and you get to see, to your point, you get to see how a retail complex for ICSC was put together or 
a new live work development. Yeah. You get to see that, and again, bring bring ideas home. Sure. You know, oh, I saw this uh, this restaurant would be great in Miami. You know, so, so then after. we have something that is very near and dear to our hearts because yes. it is the third iteration, and it's something that I think is just wonderful for the industry, and that is something that was started three years ago by the National Association of Realtors, which is called the C5 Conference. C5 uh, is five C's, is capital, connect, commerce, community, and commercial. This year, the conference is, we're kicking up another notch because now we are doing this in conjunction with CCIM, Certified Commercial Investment Manager you know, Institute. So it's the C5 CCIM Global Summit that it takes place in Atlanta at the end of September. I can't tell you how excited I am for this because this is a conference that started small because we did it you know, right after yeah. COVID in New York City. We repeated it again in Manhattan the following year. And then this year now we're expanding to other areas. And I think Atlanta is gonna be terrific. What I love about this conference is specifically is, man, everybody who's there is very energized to be there. I always have gotten that feeling. And I've always have gotten the feeling that people are there purposefully to network, to connect, right? And then we have, we get amazing presenters and an incredible amount of data and, and a lot of big idea things, you know, like the future of cities, the interactivity of tech and AI with the development of, uh, you know, of retail, industrial, office, et cetera. And then of course, you know, you get a lot of big players nationally and internationally that come to give us a sense of where the market is. So, you know, this is really a, an exciting conference. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really psyched for it. Yeah, I remember the first one that we had in New York was during COVID. What, oh my gosh, times have, amazing that that was just not too long ago. And we said we should name it the C6 and add COVID as the sixth C. And then we decided, nah. Yeah. But I remember there was a whole panel there that I believe Dina Zimmerman is the one who moderated it. And it was all on social media. And I remember Kyle, Sarah was there and it was in Sarah, sorry, Kyle and Sarah was there. And that was my first intro to him. And right. he's amazing. If yeah. you guys were another great follow in LinkedIn. Yeah. Link, well, on Sarah. Instagram, you follow yeah, him. Sure. I, I, yeah. I think he's even stronger on Instagram. If you have anything to do with the restaurant business, you need right. to follow him because he is absolutely amazing. His content is great. He's kind of like the Beth Azor of restaurants. <laughs> but he's and, and Beth Azor is the restaurant, the Kyle and Sarah of shopping centers. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But um, I remember I seeing him on social media and following yeah. him, and, and he had some really good information. And, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on the owner of Saber. But right. he also had... Great, great data. Jason Luciano was right. also there on that panel. And I mean, talk about, I remember back then people were like, oh, well, commercial really doesn't fit on social media. Like we're yeah. more serious. Commercial real estate yeah. is too serious for social media. And these guys were killing it. And they're like, yeah. we can't take ourselves that seriously. Yeah. They're totally authentic. So there, I just dropped a bunch of names to well, follow on Instagram. And 
get ideas oh, from their stuff because they're amazing. I, I dropped one name, so you decided I have to drop three so that, you know, we could compete. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who did you That's drop okay. again? I, well, I said Martin, Martin Panilla from uh, from Barlington Group, and you decided to, you know, to throw out four names, but that's Sorry, okay. we're name droppers. No, but you know, podcast. we like to share. <laughs> apparently, apparently on this episode we are. <laughs> what I think is important is when you are first an agent or you first get into the industry, and I think this applies also to investors, the first thing you're looking at is you, you kind of tend to focus on the property, what's available for sale or what's available for lease, you know. But the reality is that a, as, a, as a commercial broker, it's important for you to get into the mindset of the, of the people that you are representing and what is a priority and importance to them. And yeah, you could interview somebody and ask them, but it's very different for you to, over the years, gain the experience and go to a conference like this and learn how a restaurateur is looking at success. Right. Right. What is their end goal, and how do they how do they perceive success? What are the metrics that are going to make a difference? And when we are showing a property to a restaurant tour, perhaps unless you develop this other tool in your tool bag, you might be thinking about it differently than him or her that is standing right next to you when they're looking at the place because they're running through different numbers. Right. You know, they're looking like, how much can I create here daily? What is the foot traffic? How are all the other businesses that are surrounding me are going to help here? The demographics. I mean, there, there might be other aspects that they're considering. So I like that when I go to these conferences, a lot of what I get is mindset. Agreed, 100%. And deals get done. I mean, to your point about talking to a restaurateur, well, if there's a broker there, right, and I'm a retail leasing agent and you've got Kyle there, who are you working with? Who's expanding? Who do you know? I've got a shopping center. Have they considered Florida? You know, and right. so all of a sudden yeah. a deal got done and it might not happen that day or that month or that week, yeah. but eventually it'll be like, oh, well, this isn't a fit for this person. But when the right fit comes across, all of a sudden yeah. you're, you're top of mind. So yeah, it's a, it's a great event. So then we go to our, you know, one of our last conferences of the year, which is the National Association of Conference called Next NXT. It's our national convention. Again, you know, very disappointed we're not in Vegas, but, uh, you know, <laughs> F1 showed up and basically kicked us out. Yeah, it's so kind of hard for 30,000 realtors to cross yeah. the street in the middle of an <laughs> F1 race. Can you like, oh, stop, Good stop. Point. You know, I don't think Good we'd point. be very popular stopping an F1 race. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. So that's another layer of dynamism because now you have you know realtors from all around the country mm -hmm. that are going there and um well and international too we have a big national presence there too sure. we have a lot of agents coming from overseas yeah. Yeah. so then talk about a bird's eye view that there you're going and you're looking at a national and an international perspective mm -hmm. of the right. marketplace right. of the industry right a lot of the discussions are integrated but there we we get a lot of great presentations as well True, and to your point about what we yeah. get out of these is a lot of times we're getting the information before the news breaks. We're yeah. getting the news before the news breaks, right? So we'll get the update from the National Association of Realtors, and then that's what the news feeds and you know right. pick up and start feeding. So now we yeah. know the background and the and the so, you know where the source of the information comes from, so, so we can explain it because if you read the headline whatever it might be remember the headlines only sell if they're negative so they will take a drop in home sales and make right. it a big deal 
But what they don't say is the drop is because inventory is still tight. Right. The drop is because prices are still appreciating or whatever that news thing is. We have the details behind the headline. Exactly. And so we get to share that with our, with our customers yeah. before the news actually breaks or to clarify it when it does, when we're trying to list or yeah. lease something on a local level in yeah. a shopping center. And the tenant is like, oh, no, but the vacancy rates, right. the vacancy rates. Yeah, you read the national headline, but yeah. the local headline is that our vacancy rates are extremely low. I'll tell you this. Sometimes, you know, you never know where you're going to connect with a person and deepen a relationship or really get to know each other. But what I always told people is that when we all go away to a conference, let's say if it was a basketball team that is having an away game. It's in those road trips that people get to really know each other they, when they deepen, because there's no going home, there's no you know driving, it's a short distance, now everybody, you're encapsulated in one location. And so I remember that when we were at the National Association of Realtors Conference, right before the pandemic in 2019 in San, San Francisco. I remember getting very close with uh, someone from, from Palm Beach County and uh, I think a couple months later, I get a referral for like a $4.5 million transaction that was done and it was wonderful, it was a great experience. And then I was thinking like, man, I'm two hours away from Palm, <laughs> from you know, from Jupiter and I have to all travel all the way to San Francisco. But that's the thing, you just never know because it provided us with the time, you know, everybody's usually, you know, look, the majority of the people that attend are busy performing brokers and realtors. They have thriving businesses. So where do you have the time to really, you know, go up there, have lunch or whatever it is. Right. But when you're over there, because you're working on something together, there's a common goal and you are encapsulated in one location, it just gives you the time time is such an important factor right. you know so i think that what you gain what you lose in all the time of i have to fly here and now i have to spend a week in a conference but i think you gain a lot of time with a lot of great people that that where that those relationships can grow and I, and i think that that's a very important aspect of this so it's almost like i'll say it this way sometimes a conference is the excuse for you to just get closer with expanding that sphere of influence, you know, one more time. Well, you used a very important word, I think, in describing that experience where you had to travel all the way across country and you, the word was on your business, right? So yeah. I think when you go to these conferences, you're working on your business. Whereas when you're here, we're working in our business. We're putting out the fires, we're expanding, we're growing. And so that means we don't have the time to go up to Palm Beach, which is only two hours away and chat. So it's these forced situations that yeah. that these conferences offer that kind of force you to go yeah. and then once you're there all of a sudden you're working on your business and it's and it's different it allows you to step back from the day-to-day -day operations yeah. of in your business and get the bigger picture and the deeper conversations Absolutely. we didn't you know obviously we're just talking about these conferences that are coming up uh, right. for the rest of this year in 2023 but there is another component of this, which we'll get into later, which is our the International Outreach Conference, like the big conferences like MIPM and right. the uh, 
uh, even you know, Miami's Re International yeah. Congress that's right yeah, before Expo, NAR, Expo Real right? And, Expo and Munich. There, there's another level of complexity there, but it's wonderful to have that ability and FIAPSI that was that occurred right. here, as you mentioned. It's wonderful to have that connectivity that is not only you know local, statewide, nationwide, and international, and it's because of attending these conferences. I agree. So if you're if you're around anytime during the rest of the year and haven't been to a conference, I would challenge you to attend one of these or any of the other ones yeah. that are offered everywhere all the time that are specific yeah. to your asset class or an area where you need to, to grow, let's say you're not great at social media, go to a social media conference and learn something yeah. about social media. Or if you're at a real estate conference, take the classes on social media. So I throw that out there kind of as a challenge because yeah. then as long as you apply what you learn next year, I can guarantee you your business is gonna be stronger for your having attended. We forgot to mention the IOI. Uh, innovation yes. conference, which because we were thinking of travel, right? Right, but it's happening here in Miami in uh, you know in August. So this is this is all about prop tech, and it's all about that growth and innovation, which is very much a concentration of the National Association of Realtors. And by the way, I will say for those that need longer la longer time to prepare, what's great about these national conferences is that they're usually set up years in advance. So we already know that next November in 2024 the national conference will be in Boston, for example. So you could always plan it way in advance and, you know, maybe make a trip out of with the family. Say or plan it, plan it based on where you haven't been and exactly. would like to go. But. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so we're ready for okay, the uh, so for the stat. Do you got something special? I don't know about how special, okay. but ICSC, just because we mentioned it, the, the Las Vegas one had 25,000 mm -hmm. attendees. So 25,000 developers, retail specialists, investors, etc. So wow. that's that's a pretty good opportunity if you do have if you do have a property that you're trying to lease up or sell, that's a great place. But that being said, with 25,000 attendees, you have to be pretty prepared when you go and know who you're going to meet because from what I gather and what I know from having attended MIPUM and NAR it's a whirlwind. You get there and people are like, oh, how nice. You get to go spend a week in San Francisco. Well, it's a week of getting up really, really early, sure. going to bed really, really late, eating yeah. and drinking what you normally don't, yeah. sitting, you know, not seeing the sun <laughs> because right. you're sitting right. in conference rooms um, and a lot of brain power. But uh, yeah. so you have to be organized when you go to the bigger ones. Well, I want to say this I got from the Bowtie Economist, but do you know the name Tom Stucker? All right, this guy. I'm not even going to try to repeat that this, word. I know. This, <laughs> That's a tongue twister. He has flown more airline miles than anyone ever, 23 million. What does he do? Okay. Actually, pilot? really interestingly, he is a consultant for auto dealerships. Hmm. All right. His busiest year was 2019 when he took 373 flights that covered 1.46 million miles and averaged eight hours per day on a plane. That's crazy. Oh, God bless but him. look at this. Wow, smart. <laughs> Had he purchased those miles, it would have cost him $2.44 million. He only travels first class, but in 1990, he bought a United Airlines lifetime pass 
which since has been discontinued yeah, for yeah, I can imagine why. <laughs> for $280,000. So he has traveled the equivalent of $2.44 million worth of travel in all in first class for $290,000. Talk about. Talk about ROI. <laughs> talk about <laughs> ROI. Yeah. Exactly, it's <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we Listen, by the way, if you happen to be listening to this and you're attending any one of those conferences and you see us, please come on by. We'd love to meet you and yeah. chat with you and connect with you. Stop and say hi, and in a future episode, we will be giving you kind of the highlights of each yeah. of the conferences that we've attended. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Goodbye. Make it a great day. <laughs>